there are four ads on the page that all say download now on them. And you don't know which button to click. You're like, you're like Indiana Jones trying to pick the Holy Grail. You're like, oh no, if I click the wrong button, I'm literally dead. Welcome to today's edition of the Crypto Basic Podcast. Today we have a special, but very basic for the listeners topic that is going to be BAT 101. So without further ado, may I have your attention please for today's researcher stepping up, Brent Philbin. Wow, that was the most forced pun of all time, but it was, but I see what you did there. I see what you did. I actually, I actually had the word bat in there too, but then I realized I used it in a really weird way and I had to, I had to put, I had to change it halfway through. So we had more. <laughs> we really did. <laughs> you had to pull a uh, basic audible. Yes, exactly. So, uh, this is bat 101 and otherwise known as a basic attention token. For in- more information of what our 101s are, we like to cover a token project or subject from the ground up and cover it entirely. So Brent, let's get started, shall we? Okay, let's do it. All right. We like to start off covering our 101s by introducing our personal biases towards the platform. Before you started researching BAT, how did you feel about it? Well, I I owned Basic Attention Token before I started researching BAT. I mean, I, I had researched only the very basics. I owned – I mean, I don't know. I didn't know much. I think I owned like 50 bucks worth. So that's that's in uh, that's important. It wasn't like a – big piece of my bias but more importantly is the brave browser i had been using that for quite a while i and the i didn't make the connection between basic attention and brave browser and i'll get into why but i liked the brave browser a lot so once i realized there was a connection i bought the token without doing much research um so but it will be important for the rest of this episode to remember that that the brave browser and the basic attention token are separate but they're working almost synonymously Basic attention token could be used in any browser, but right now it's mostly just integrated with Brave. So would it be fair to say that Brave is one of the first use cases or maybe the most prominent use case for BAT? Uh, if I understand the company structure correctly, it just is the same company. They they put out Brave and they put out the basic attention token. But yeah, it's the first like implementation of what they want basic attention token to be. They want basic attention token to be every browser, but they also want their Brave browser to get market share as well. All right, good stuff. Why don't we move on to the company's vision? What exactly are they trying to accomplish? All right, so for the for the actual basic attention token, they're trying to allow users to have a more direct relationship with the advertisers. And to do so, they're not going to let the advertisers have access to your information. So they will be doing so. They'll let advertisers come to you and get that information via zero-knowledge proofs, which we'll get into later. Uh, And then Brave, the browser, is an open-source browser that gives users a great private experience and blocks ads by default. And it isn't as unwieldy as Tor, although they do have Tor available in the browser, which we'll go over later. All right. Well put. I, I personally have used the Brave, Brave browser myself and was pleasantly surprised that it was not as clunky as I expected. So hopefully we're going to cover that a little more the rest of this episode. Let's move on to the history of the project. How did this begin? What is the story? What info did you find that led you up to where they are today? So there is a lot of history as to why this is a problem. And I wasn't sure where to put this in the episodes. So I'll talk about it now. But basically, the numbers kind of vary. Every 
out there, but it seems like 73% is about the market cap. Or I'm sorry, not the market cap. The 73% is about the market share that Facebook and Google combine in ad delivery to people. So it's a pretty hefty monopoly. And also ads go through a ton of third-party middlemen before they get from the person who wants to take the ad to the consumer that should be looking at the ad. So the, the company just went on this premise that ads are broken, that advertising is broken, and they want to fix it. So they did so by creating this basic attention token. We're going to get into why it works. They they did an ICO in May of 2017, and they raised $35 million in 30 seconds, which was pretty insane, especially because this is kind of like before the big like ICO spring where every ICO would just sell out no matter what. And they were able to do this, you know, in, in May. So I would say in maybe like three months is when the, the ICOs kind of went crazy. The CEO of Brave is a Brendan Eich, Ike, E-I-C-H. And he is also the same founder of Mozilla. And he was a founder of Firefox and JavaScript. I know Mozilla Firefox is basically the same thing, but the Firefox is the browser and Mozilla is the company. So that's a massive person to have as a CEO. And also Brian Bondi was the lead developer of uh, Brave. He also worked with Mozilla, Evernote, and the Khan Academy. There's a lot of pedigree here, but I just grabbed those two guys out because Evernote is one of the things that I use a lot in my everyday life. I even went on Khan Academy and tried to learn code at one point. I just, you know, didn't dedicate the right amount of time. But that Khan Academy is widely regarded as one of the best places to do that. And Firefox is is and was my preferred browser. I have switched to Brave as my default browser simply to support the crypto community. But I believe Firefox has now attained a better browser than Chrome, which I wouldn't have said that six months ago or the rest of my life. So yeah, there was a point in yeah, time Firefox. where there was a point in time where Firefox became all the craze over Internet Explorer, and it was it was very big at that time. I want to say that was in the 1990s even. So I, I've been familiar, familiar with this company for a very long time. As you mentioned, their their pedigree is really excellent. I, I like the, the team that they have in place here. I'm, I'm pretty impressed so far. Why don't we move on to the rapid fire section? All right. Question number one, Brent. Is this a coin, token, or a platform? Uh, it is basic attention token, Mike. So it is a token. All right. Number two, how decentralized is it? Well, it's not. It's not decentralized at all, actually. That's unfortunate. For the most part. Yeah. Is it mined or staked? There will be a different way to get some income from it, which I'll explain a little bit later. Is there mainnet live? Yes, they have their they don't really plan to go off of the Ethereum network, but they also have the the Brave Ledger, which is a separate uh, network that is also alive. That sounds pretty interesting. So, is are they kind of keeping like a, a side chain, just as like a safety measure? Do you have any more info on that? Yes. Um, the quick version is Brave has a. They already had built in a way to anonymously donate to different charities via their browser. So they leverage that to create the Brave Ledger. So you can you can use the Brave tokens on the Brave Ledger inside the browser, or you can use them on the Ethereum network. All right. And our favorite question in the rapid fire section, Brent, does it sound cool? Uh, Bat sounds stupid, but basic attention token very clearly states exactly what this is doing. So I really I do like it. I decided that it did sound cool. 
I think basic attention token does sound very cool. And I would go so far as to say bat as a token name doesn't sound uncool. I mean, it, it doesn't do yeah. much for me, but it, it's not it's it's not lame. It's just kind of neutral to me. Yeah, I, I had been calling it B.A.T. for a while and then I realized that that was dumb. So um, <laughs> it's definitely bat. But the the basic attention token, it is basically working on your attention. I mean, it is going to be at its core an advertising coin like we want. They are trying to create this advertising ecosystem that works better for everybody. And I'll explain how that happens in a little while. Well, wait no longer. Let's move on to the features and structures. Why don't you get us started? How does the technology work? All right. So the first thing I'm going to do is talk about the Brave browser real quick. I'll get that out of the way, and then we'll talk about the basic attention token. So the Brave browser is open source, and it's very Chrome-like. In fact, on Android, they are basically just a Chromium skin. So the Android Brave is 100% Chrome with an ad blocker. So... They're very Chrome-like in that, in that sense. But what they do is they build into their default experience a way they have a VPN, they have, uh, they have ad blocking, and they have private tabs. They also have private tabs that access Tor. So they have a lot of privacy features built into the application. I, I put Brave as my default browser uh, about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Whenever CryptoCander came out with her video on Brave, I think... Shortly after that, I had watched it and I was like, you know what? You're right. I should make this. I should make this my default browser. Since then, and again, we're talking about less than a month. I don't remember exactly when. I've had 2,099 trackers blocked, 29,940 ads blocked, and 512 HTTPS upgrades, which means I went to a site that was not secure HTTP and it changed to secure HTTP. And the estimated time that Brave Browser has saved me is 27 minutes. So they've got this as like their homepage as kind of like a, you know, show to demonstrate their value to show you why you should be using them. I have a lot of these things in all of my other browser experiences, whether it be Chrome or Firefox, but Brave packages them neatly. And I will tell you that from using it, Brave is the fastest out of all the browsers. I was watching well, without a, all that other uh, shit running in the background. I'm sure that helps it tremendously. Yeah, exactly. So there's ways to prevent it on your other on your other browsers, but you have to prevent it by running other software. This is already built into Brave. Um, I, I was watch in my research. I watched a couple videos. I watched CryptoCander's video on this. Um, check her video out. We're going to link that in the show notes. Uh, she did a very good job of covering this. She did it in like eight minutes. We're going <laughs> to talk about it for like way longer than that because. We like to hear ourselves talk. So the, the and I also watched a video by David Hay. David Hay is one of the really big crypto YouTubers that actually doesn't mind saying something bad about a coin, which is nice because you don't see that a lot. And the reason we like CryptoCander so much is she always points out cons on projects when they have them. And most people will not. They will just say the good stuff because obviously when you say bad things, the community doesn't react nicely if they don't agree with you. So he actually said some bad things and I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to not agree with him but I'm going to react nicely about it. He said that they're lying about how much faster Brave is on uh, because he had two devices, he loaded up Brave and he loaded up Chrome at the exact same time and they took exactly the same. And he actually shows you in the video how they go they take the exact same amount of time. But they were two Android devices and like I said right away, Chrome and Brave are the same thing on Android. It's a con, but not a con in the sense that 
their that brave isn't faster the desktop brave is demonstrably faster you will feel it on your desktop there's a couple of reasons for that if you're using chrome and you go to brave it'll be night and day because unless you are running a computer with 32 gigs of ram chrome is going to bog you down chrome is very resource intensive i don't know how some of these little computers that have like you know four gigs of ram are running chrome on them because you know i i have a computer with 32 gigs and it struggles at times my my computer is a surface book too which is a very powerful computer but even i even then i don't like to turn chrome on because it really eats the resources um so brave is significantly faster than that it's faster than firefox not on the not on the android he does make some other points in that video that he doesn't like about chrome or, or about brave and basic attention token we're going to go into what we don't like and i do agree with him a lot of it just not that so in my opinion, Brave is the best browsing experience out of all the browsers. And I remember feeling this exact same way about Chrome. I remember feeling this exact same way about Firefox. And now feeling that way about Firefox again. And now moving on to thinking Brave is the best. The only thing that it doesn't have is extensions. There's very few extensions built into it. So to customize my browsing experience, I'm still missing a lot of things that I have on other browsers. So that's my biggest con with the Brave browser. But default experience, it's the best one. So you you mentioned earlier, you remember back in like late 90s, early 2000s when Internet Explorer was basically its own virus, right? Like it was yeah. it was on your computer. Just it was like, outrageous. You wanted to fix your problems, you deleted Kazaa, and you got rid of Internet Explorer. And now all of a sudden your computer worked. What was Kazaa so, for again? I remember having that. What was that? I, it was like the successor to Napster, but everything was a virus. Oh, so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? LimeWire we used too? Yep. LimeWire was another... You know, yeah, LimeWire and Kazaa were the ones that you just deleted them, then nothing was bad. They were pre-BitTorrent, but post-Napster problems. So, yeah, back then, it was like switch to Firefox, and it was it was like, okay, you're, you're doing so much better now that you switched to Firefox. You're not getting all these viruses. It's great. And then Firefox kind of fell by the wayside, and you switched to Chrome. Chrome was the best experience for a very long time. It took them a long time to get a market share. So we're going to talk about that later, but it is... You know, the browsing space is fluid. It is not as hard to break into as you might think. One thing I just want to ask you more theoretically based, do you do you think it's likely – well, actually, that's not the right way to word it. Would you say it's possible that we find a new browser and we like it because it hasn't had enough time to make itself a walking virus the way that other browsers tend to do? And do you think – do you think it's possible it might be a strategy of, well, let's get everyone to use it and then we'll figure out some other things to add later? Do you do you think that's – am yeah. I reading too much in between the lines, you think? No, that's one of my main problems with it being a centralized company. But it is, op- it is open source, so people will see those code injections when they happen. The reason Chrome is so resource intensive isn't because they're trying to get you in any way or because there's malware going in there, but because they've added so many features and so many integrations and so many things – and their security is actually very good on Chrome. They, they've combined all that to give you what you want as the best experience, but it's also eating your computer up. So it's, it's a real fine line and an interesting thing. I think that's why they're being so careful as to which uh, extensions they're willing to put in. It's, it's like five or six that you can get right now. It's, it, most importantly, my password manager is one of them. I use, I use Bitwarden for passwords, and that is one of the ones that they put in there. So yeah, I could see them gaining a market share and then making mistakes just like other browsers have in the past. I'm hoping they don't because... They might, but 
I, I think that might also just be part of what the software is. And I think that maybe we should understand that it's possible that over time there's, you know, screws are going to get tightened and bolts are going to get put in and, and they're going to add things to this that's going to make the entire experience possibly a little more heavier. I don't know. Just just thinking out loud. Yeah, you see this in every company. I mean, you see this in your favorite restaurant when, let's say, the newest, coolest, hippest restaurant opens in town and you go there and it's awesome, tastes great. But the next time you go there, maybe like the sweet potato fries didn't come with a marshmallow dip or something. And you start to see the little spots where management is like, well, if we eliminate this, are we really going to lose anybody? And they do. And they lower the experience overall. And it takes a long time for people to kind of realize that this isn't what I used to like. Yeah, but I, I'm tied to my memories of my first impressions of this place. And now I'm holding on to that experience indefinitely. Yeah. A perfect example of that is cruises. Uh, I, you know, you know, I've been on a lot of cruises. I, I mean, I'm somewhere around like 160 nights at sea or something like that. But from the first time I went on a cruise to the last time I went on a cruise, every time I go on one, I see a new thing that they've that they've tightened a little bit, a little bit more. Tightened. Just a, yeah, I've and only done about their five stock myself. price is through the roof. So their stock price is is amazing, but like at the same time. Now I can't get these three drinks that I used to be able to get on the drink package, which is also another $8 a day kind of thing. So it's every, every company's like that, which is why I'm so, I was, I'm so excited to see decentralized companies. This isn't one of them. So yeah, this is definitely something you need to wor- worry about when, when these things are happening. But right now, Brave Browser is giving us a great experience. Uh, so now on to the actual token itself. I just talked about the browser for a while. The token is really the the crypto asset here, and this is what we we need to really de- really deep dive into and how it works. First thing I noticed, their white paper looked exactly like the original Bitcoin white paper. Like they used the same font, they used the same like it took up only that like forty percent of the page, and you're just looking at it like, why didn't you make the font bigger? <laughs> Jesus, Satoshi, what the hell? <laughs> but they made it exactly the same. So they they want to do a three-pronged attack kind of for how to fix advertising. They want to give users strong privacy but allow them to see targeted ads if they wish by opting in rather than finding a way to opt out by creating ad blockers and that kind of thing. If you opt in to seeing ads, you will get a share of the money spent on them. You can't right now. That is not an option in Brave at this moment. Their roadmap says it will be by 2000, end of 2018, but it is the primary use case that they're hoping to solve you will get some percentage of the ads that you're looking at depending on what they are so you get incentivized to to allow people to feed you ads what else happens well publishers uh like like ourselves will have another revenue stream and we'll know more about the people that are accessing our sites how long they're spending there what they're doing when they're watching that kind of thing so that is I'll explain how that kind of works, but that is live now. So you can contribute to your favorite publishers just by going to their site. You don't have to send them a donation. You don't have to do anything. If you have any basic attention token that is going to be distributed, then it will go to whoever you spend the most time at proportionally. So let's say you spend 50 percent of your time online watching Crypto Basic, 50 percent of your time online watching Crypto Candor. We'll each get 50% of your $4 donation to the network that you had set at the beginning of the month. Um, And then finally, advertisers. Uh, Advertisers will be eliminating the Minuteman, the Minuteman, (laughs) the middleman. (laughs) Yeah, nobody's going to shoot him with a musket. The 20-second man that pops up and (laughs) says the words off the ad, that guy. 
Yeah. So they're going to be eliminating the middleman. So they, it should be less to acquire a customer uh, for a couple of reasons. One, the customer is in opting in to see the ads. They're saying, yes, show me ads. I'm willing to look at them. So you have people that are willing to look at them rather than people that are trying to actively block, like using ad blockers like uBlock Origin or Brave Browser itself. Um, they also can target the ads more accurately because of that. You can see where people are spending their time uh, without actually having access to the data. And also there's going to be a know your customer requirement involved in this project. So kind of like you'll be able to do with ontology or civic, you're going to be able to see if these are real people that you're targeting and talking to rather than just bots that are clicking on things or clickbait. So I want to, I want to get in here a little bit real quick. And, um, I've mentioned this, some parts of this before on the show, but one thing I want to remind people, one of my personal characteristics that I've chosen to live by more often is a phrase that it's either every decision that you have a trouble making in your life should either come in the form of a fuck yes or a fuck no. What I like about this is that they're taking that same principle and they're applying it to this space that they're trying to, that they're trying to disrupt, which is the advertisers market. I have no problem with ads that I want to see. I have no problems with supporting ads of things that I like or things that are legit in my interest category. And I think that this is a very, very cool twist that really should have a lot of benefits because now I've had to look at marketing a little bit from a business perspective because this is the first little venture that I've gone on where we have a brand involved and we have, you know, public involved as well. I don't want to pay for marketing to people that don't want to see it. That seems pretty mm -hmm. simple and pretty straightforward. I would rather know that the money I'm spending are for people that are like, eh, I don't mind getting a couple bucks to like, or getting a couple tokens to support this or to learn more about this or just to hear what they have to offer. I think that's a really, really cool twist. And I hope that it becomes something that sticks. If this ends up being a thing, one of the things that I haven't found, I was looking for, I was hoping it was a thing is maybe rating the ads because how annoying is it when you go to try to download something and there are four ads on the page that all say download now on them and you don't know which button to click. You're like, you're like Indiana Jones trying to pick the Holy Grail. You're like, oh no, if I <laughs> click the wrong button, I'm literally dead. Ah, so you have to go. Yeah, it is. Um, it, it is really annoying. So hopefully there will be some way to to hurt really aggressively bad advertising. Anyway, in the end, how can all three people gain by this project? So like the the advertisers seem to be better off. The publishers seem to be better off and the users seem to be better off. How's that possible? Well, it completely fucks the middleman. It takes the middleman out. Uh, there's going to be a a graphic in our show notes that shows you what the middleman situation looks like right now with internet ads. It is absolutely ridiculous. Like you cannot even fathom how many different clearinghouses this shit is going through. So uh, that's, that's kind of their main value proposition there. I'm about to load that up right now and give you my initial first reaction. So let's, all right, let's paste and go. All right, content marketing, native Lumascape. Whoa, man, there's a lot of things going on here. If I off the top of my head, there's probably 300 company names inside a really small box. Content creation, content marketing agency. Oh man, there's all kinds of complicated stuff in here. Yeah, I would recommend people check this out. It's really informative. Yep. So there is just a lot going on between the marketer and the people. So. That's what that's what basic attention token or bat is trying to solve.
and how we kind of kind of kind of go about this. Well, um, the the ERC twenty token is going to handle many of the transactions for person to person, but as far as like all that little stuff where you're pointing your BAT at different people is going to be handled on the Brave Ledger for now. They have a zero knowledge proof system. It's not zk snarks. It's called the zkp protocol. They are looking into zk snarks because they're aware that they're not particularly decentralized right now, and they want to become a little bit more. Now that they there was a uh, there was a Reddit post by one of the Brave team members that explained they want to be a little bit more decentralized, but also that they have he clearly had some disdain for decentralization in his pros and in the way he was saying it. So he was saying things like, you know, decentralization is not really required. People who think full about full decentralization is a complete utopia. It's never going to happen kind of thing. So even though they're saying they're they're on their way to decentralization, I'll I'll be pleasantly surprised when I see it. But right now what they're doing. So we've explained zero knowledge proofs before. But again, so sorry if you've heard this analogy a million times, but <laughs> the it's the like zero the knowledge colorblind analogy. Is, yeah. Yeah, we will. In case they haven't listened to that episode, I'm going to give you sure, the quick version. You can it. If Mike is colorblind and uh, he has two balls, one of which is red and one of which is green, he can't tell the difference between the two balls, but I can. So, in order to prove to him that I know that the balls are different colors, I'll tell him to put them behind his back, shuffle them around, and then bring them back forward. I will tell him whether he shot whether he switched hands or not, and. I have a 50% chance of getting that right if I don't know anything the first time. But as we've gone 10, 20, 30, 40 times, he can be fairly certain that I actually do know whether or not the balls are different colors. I can't keep getting it right just to in that many times in a row. So that's kind of how zero knowledge is going to work. So all of your advertising data is going to be stored inside of the Brave browser. People can access that without seeing it. So they can say, I want to target somebody who is this and then they can boom here we go the, these people are that uh your ad's going to go to these people but you don't get to see who it is you just you just know that your ad's going to target 1000 users or whatever the case so it's allowing them to see you but also maintaining your privacy 100% so i would be okay with that like I, my biggest problem i don't mind seeing like ads that are targeted towards me i see like a little ad for a crm or a microphone for a for a, a podcast or something i don't mind Who's but there? what I do mind is that there's somebody who has a complete ad profile Blinting on me and who? knows to target me or that Facebook is literally listening to me when I say something and then three days later it's just like an ad that I'm being shown on Facebook. That That is 100% not conspiratorial. I they, they still haven't admitted to it, but there are so many people that have proven that they just said stuff and it appeared that there's – at first I thought maybe people would Google things and forget that they Googled them, but there's no way. Like there there has to be listening going on with Facebook. So that is basically the nutshell of how they're getting your advertising data. I kind of, we lost connection there, so I hope I finished my thought properly, but they do not have access to your actual data. They have access to uh, the metrics on their end to send it. They don't know who you are, right? So zero knowledge proofs for the data. So how are the ads, again, which are not implemented, but they're very clear about how they're going to work. A user ad means that it's a direct to user separate ad tab. So it's a dedicated full page that is going to be giving you an ad. If you're watching a dedicated full page ad, you're getting 70% of what that company has paid for the ad. That That's going to you. If it's a publisher ad, that's just like your standard banner that's on, you know, on a website over on the corner. You'll get 15% of that revenue uh, if you happen to watch those ads. 
And according to the roadmap, this is going to be the end of the two, of 2018. But again, like we've said before, they are really trying to target real people with this kind of stuff. Um, also interesting, there's going to be Brave Payments. Now, Brave Payments are live. This is kind of like a Patreon. So it's very tough to see exactly how it works. But if you go into your Brave browser, there is a little spot for Brave Payments in your Brave wallet. Unfortunately, the main thing that they're hooked up with is a shitty exchange called Uphold. And I'm calling them shitty exchange because they have they have Coinbase fees without the Coinbase user experience. So they are the fees are like $3 per transaction sent out. You can keep your money on there as long as you want for free unless you're inactive for 90 days. Supposedly, I don't know. I didn't see that on their fee schedule, but apparently users are saying that if you're inactive for 90 days, they start taking money out of your account. So it's very bank accounty, very like not crypto friendly. So I don't know why they chose to go with Uphold as their partner, but Uphold is the partner that's inside the Brave payment system. So you would have to buy, let's say, a thousand basic attention token, which would be, I guess, like 200 bucks ish. I think they're like 20 cents today. So and you've decided you want to put about, you know, a hundred of those every month is your budget for what you're willing to give to the people that you are watching. So what what I have it set as is to give, I think, $4 worth or something like that while I browse. And I only have Brave verified users, which means that they went on and signed up with Brave and verified that they were the publisher of that website. So let's, again, like I said, if we spend 50% of our time at CryptoCander and 50% of our time at CryptoBasic, it would, that, $2 would go $1, $1 to those different wallets with the basic attention token. So 100, 100, right? And the, or I'm sorry, 50, 50. So you, and, and it does this automatically, like you don't have to do it, but you can go in and turn off sites that you don't want to give money to. So for instance, I have gone in to my own settings and chosen to only send my basic attention token to verified basic attention token uh, users. So you have to actually care about Brave to do it. Because you can accumulate basic attention token even by not knowing what Brave is. All the biggest websites accumulate Brave, and the only way that they can get it is to go on and verify. Once they verify, they'll get access to that, which is going to help drive adoption in the future. Once you're like, say, I don't know, CNN.com, and you realize you've got 40000 US dollars worth of basic attention token that all you have to do is go say, hey, we're CNN, we're, we're verified now, that's going to happen. And then you're going to have to do a little research on your way over there to decide is this something that we want to do? And I think that a lot of people may say yes. So that's super smart. We didn't have anything available for us when we <laughs> when we got verified. However, we do have a referral link, which we will put in the show notes, where if you sign up, you get $5 of basic attention token, and so do we. And we intend to give all of that out to any people that we, you know, we're going to get, we're going to keep that in the basic attention token ecosystem. So please sign up with our link if you want to download the Brave browser. So now I, you can also go in and, for instance, I took all of the verified publishers and I went in and I shut off CoinMarketCap because I don't like what they've done with charging for their API. I don't like what they've done with being a little bit shady on their ads. So they are not a company that I trust. So inside my even my verified people, they don't get any money. Now, CryptoCander does. David Hay does when I went to their YouTube channels. Ruthless uh, on Twitch would. But... People that I do, that aren't verified are not going to get it. So it's kind of it's that is a really cool little interesting thing that the way you do that. It's a little bit tough to get it out because again, right now you have to deal with Uphold.com. They say they're getting their own wallet. We don't know when it's going to happen, and you'll be able to kind of buy Brave 
tokens or base contention tokens directly inside the Brave browser. Again, we don't know when that's going to go down. So they, that that's dealing with you know your customer and fiat to crypto. So it's very tough. Uh, finally, the basic attention token marketplace is going to play, be a place for digital goods. And that would be like a banner or an a- animation. There's a there's a site like this called Invato.com that you can go. If you look, if you watch our YouTube videos, there's this little like animation at the beginning of our YouTube videos. Now, we had a designer design that, but my guess is he got the template from Invato.com or something similar. So they you could buy this thing that somebody's created and have access to it and use it in your own uh, in your own website and your own thing so uh you know there's what's that there's there's a uh there's a photo company that that does that too and i, I uh, the name is escaping me but they're the big place that you have to go to use photos on your blogs or whatever they've got some very interesting partnerships so far they dow jones media for instance is one of them DuckDuckGo, uh town square media and there's a bunch of youtubers that have um that, that have integrated base contention token <clears throat> into their YouTube channels. You can integrate it with YouTube and Twitch directly right now or your own website. So so we've uh, we've done our YouTube and our website. I don't, we don't have a Twitch. It would be nice if we could figure out what we could do on a Twitch, but turns out you got to play games and it's hard to relate those to crypto and we don't do trading, so we're not going to sit here and draw triangles for you. And Zombie battlegrounds. Yeah, hey, listen. Up. If that's the thing, we can we can do I know I know you've got like You've got beta tickets for that or something? Yeah, alpha invite codes. I, I've played oh. the I've played the first version of the game. It's it was better than I expected. Oh, okay. You expected a lot, so if it's better than you expected, that's good. For for an alpha release of a game, it was it felt ready to go. All right. Yeah, even even Magic's alpha release was not very good. So that's I think I've I was rambling a little bit there, but I really hope I was able to to kind of explain how basic attention token is going to work how it's going to integrate with brave browser and how they're going to make the advertising experience better yeah i was actually like trying to find questions to ask but i couldn't yeah i felt like you covered it really well and i didn't really have that option anywhere so good excellent excellent job let's move on to the pros and cons section let's break it down a little bit let's kind of weigh it on each side and see where we end up brent do you have a way you prefer to go through this so this is going to be an interesting pros and cons section. So I'm kind of, uh, you know, some of these are going to be about the browser. Some of these are going to be about the tokens. It, it's it's going to be, I'll, I'll give a spoiler. In the end, I think I'm going to give a lot of cons for this project. And it's going to be the project that I can, I will not, I'm, you know, whatever. I've got $50 worth of tokens, but I am not going to sell those tokens, even though I'm not liking a lot of what I'm seeing because I do like a lot of what I see and I do like what they're trying to fix. If this was a centralized company, I would be happy with what they were doing. So I need to I need to caveat that. Um, so I mean, it, I'm sorry if this is a centralized company that had nothing to do with crypto, like if they were just giving you like U.S. dollars instead of Brave tokens, um, I would be really happy with what they were doing. So they have this. I'll, I'll start with the pros, right? Actually, I'll start with the cons. I'll start with the cons. That way we finish on a happy note. They're centralized. And again, in crypto, I'm always really harping on the need for decentralization. Um, Again, this is a company that if they were not related to crypto at all, I'd probably think it was really cool. I don't like people just throwing crypto in there, throwing the term decentralized around and it not being particularly accurate. Uh, Because of the industry, they're going to have to have know your customer laws built in. And it's going to help the advertisers. But at the same time, what happens when there's a legal problem? They're a centralized company. 
that's going to have a bunch of know your customer information and they've got a Tor browser built in. I don't know where the the laws are going to kind of sit here. What laws can get subpoenaed from them or what things get subpoenaed from them, what can't. Obviously, they have intense competition. We mentioned this before. Uh, Facebook and Google make up 73% of the current uh, ad marketplace. The resistance to change, people don't like to change. The Brave browser is going to face that resistance, even though all of the browsers before it did face that resistance, and they all had their heyday. Like, Internet Explorer had its heyday. Um, Firefox had their heyday. You know what else Chrome had its heyday? Did. Like, Net Netscape Navigator, yep. AOL. A lot yep. of these things had their heyday, but, like, they come and go, just like everything else in this so technologically driven people industry. Are willing, they are willing to change. So, this is, even though the competition's massive, this is not like a social ne- social media site or something like that where where Facebook has just been it. F- Facebook has seen the rise and fall of original Firefox, then Chrome, and now where Firefox is kind of coming back into its own. They've seen Edge completely delete Internet Explorer. They've uh, you know they've seen Opera. They've seen the rise of Tor. Like this Facebook has still been Facebook the whole time, but people are using different browsers to access Facebook. So even though the competition is massive. That has to be listed as a con, but a browser that has a good experience, which Brave does, has a chance to usurp that. Here, I haven't mentioned this so far. I forgot to mention this. This really tilts the shit out of me. Android is (laughs) kind of synonymous with crypto, right? Generally, crypto projects go on Android first. Android is more customizable. It's a little bit better fitting to the cryptoverse. Well, the Android crypto, or, or I'm sorry, the Android Brave app, it's not Brave. It's just a Chrome port. You cannot sync your Brave payments with your mobile browsing. You can on Apple. But on my phone, I cannot have my attention directed and sh- and distribute my tokens properly based on where I go on my phone. So that is really annoying and frustrating that there is no sync option there. Uphold is a, a really poor choice for a partner in this project i really wish they had chosen somebody else hopefully coinbase they had said that they were considering adding them if they could switch that partnership over to coinbase that would make me so happy so happy but i guess they really just needed a fiat onboarding ramp and uphold was probably the only one that they could get to provide that for them at the time and bafflingly even though they're using zero knowledge proofs for the advertising the coin has no ability to be private so you cannot use basic attention token in any way privately so that's i mean i don't weird. think that's particularly baffling i think that's a very complex thing to add on to any crypto project yeah but we know that you can put it on the bitcoin browser. hasn't even done it yet <laughs> yeah well they tried and they were, they're working on dandelion they're working on but but oh, they weren't you're right right how many people are working on that and how many things have failed that have been worked on yeah, yeah, but they're already doing zero-knowledge proofs. So I feel like if you're already doing zero-knowledge proofs, that that's not that big of a leap. So I really – and they're using the Tor browser and stuff. Like, I would just be really worried that somebody would think that they're private using the Tor browser and then all of a sudden, like, all their random things that they bought inside Random Marketplace on Tor are now <laughs> on a ledger somewhere. Um, yeah, fair. So that's it. That's that's the cons. I really, you know, I I don't want to again harp on them too much because I really I I don't want to say I'm torn. I want to say I am like sixty percent to seventy percent optimistic about this project. There are definitely some things that I dislike, uh, some which I just covered. But here's the good stuff. This is really feels like a happy medium between still maintaining your privacy 
and being a part of an ad ecosystem. Because like I said, my privacy is very important to me for a lot of reasons that are not necessarily, I don't want to see ads. I Again, it's not that I have anything to hide. There's just nothing I want you to see. I don't want you to know that I'm looking for a CRM if you're going to bombard me with download now buttons on CRM software. like. But at the same time, if I know I'm getting a piece of what you're directing at me, I'm cool with that. I will let these ads happen to me. And I'll be happy to see them. And I'll be happy to see them knowing that you don't have my personal information. If basic attention token holds retains its value, there is going to be a massive snowball effect because the biggest companies that have been having the most attention tokens pointed towards them and creating their like little war chest of attention tokens are going to have an incentive to adopt this technology. They're going to be like, like I said, if CNN figures out they have $40,000 worth of a crypto asset sitting there, they're going to figure out how to use that. They're going to be like, oh, wait, what? <laughs> so how do I get this $40,000? Like they might even think it's not even real. Uh, so the more people that notice that they have that, the more adoption will will occur. So that's a good thing. I, I remember we were tossing around like, I don't know, we were drunk one night or something. We're in a chat where we were talking about d- different ways we would just make like our own coin and what we would do. And I, th- I said something like I would give every country their own pre-mine based on what their uh, total percentage of the world's GDP is. And and then each country, as they adopt the coin, you know, the first adopters get more bonuses for that. But then as the if the coin retains its value down the line, maybe when the U.S. adopts it, you know, like. They've already got this massive pre-mine that they're allowed to get to infuse their economy. But in the end, we found a lot of problems with that. So don't don't go <laughs> thinking that Crypto Basic is going to save the world with the basic coin. Um, <laughs> we, we were just talking Not about... Not until we find basic, a better use case. Random, ta- random tangent. We were just talking about the basic Crypto Basic coin in our, our cryptocurrency event at the, on uh, Tuesday, which was yesterday. We're recording this right after that, but... It's releasing on on Wednesday at some point in the middle of the day because it's gonna be hard to edit. But we yeah we were we were making a lot of jokes about making a coin. We're not gonna make a coin, but we'll make jokes about it. So until we do, maybe we will. Who knows? <laughs> uh, let's see. I, I can't roll it out completely, but it's gonna have a really good reason to exist. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the really good reason is gonna be we need money. Hey guys, we're out of money. Let's do an ICO. All right. Um, the brave browser. Where are you gonna buy this bat? Uh, wait, wait, I'm not done. Uh, hold on. I got more pros. I thought you were done. No, no. It was, I just had a tangent. Okay. I've well, got a few more pros. All right. All right. All right. All right. I got to say some more good stuff about Brave. Okay. So the Brave browser has multiple things that users should do on their own. You should go get your ad, uBlock Origin ad blocker. You should have a VPN. You should have uh, uh, HTTPS everywhere. All installed in whatever browser you're using. Brave provides that entire experience completely built in without having the user do anything. So if you just tell somebody, hey, this is a lot faster, you should use this, they can actually do all those things for you without making you go take that extra step and buy them. The same reason, or not buy them, but go download them. The same reason the U.S. government, or sorry, the U.S. government, the uh, the Democratic National Committee has gotten hacked because they didn't feel like doing two-factor authentication. Same thing. Maybe you don't feel like going and downloading uBlock Origin, but now it's just built into the Brave browser by default, so you don't have to do that. You're also default opted out of the ads, so it's going to be a much cleaner experience. Um, and it really drives – so it, it drives privacy in a very non-intrusive way, so you don't feel like you're doing anything wrong. There are people who feel like if they go take steps that many people will take if they're like uh, on the Silk Road or something like that, if they take steps to eliminate 
their or to, to to mitigate their privacy to make their privacy better it's almost like you feel like you have something to hide like why am i going through all this privacy so if you haven't done the research on all the reasons that you could need privacy without having something to hide you may stop yourself from going through and creating a private experience for yourself brave does this in a way that is completely unobtrusive they're not making it obvious if i just told you download them because they're faster and you use them you would like them and you would be having a more private experience because of that the team behind the brave browser and basic attention token is very good so considering it's centralized the team matters who the team are is a very important aspect they have a really great pedigree a lot of companies if you just check their website that they've worked on that are you'll know what they are i mean they they go all the way back to like some of them worked on netscape navigator i think so li- literally i'm not even joking like they yeah um and uh and it's open source so the browser even though it is not decentralized it is open source so people will be able to pick the code apart and try to make heads or tails of it that was an awful lot to say But I think it was all needed to be said, and I think it was all excellent information. So really well presented, really well put together. Thanks for that, Brent. Are you finished in the pros and cons? (laughs) Yes. All right, just checking. Uh, Let's move on to the where to buy section. Where can they get this coin? All the usual places. I mean, you can get it at uh, it's on Binance. Uh, it's, it's, it's on all those, all those places. Coinbase, it's one of the few coins that it considered adding and hopefully that happens, but also you can get it on this stupid uphold.com site that they've got a partnership with. Fill me in a little bit here. What is the difference between uphold and the other places to buy this? Their fees are ridiculous. So the the fees are all basically like Coinbase-y, right? Like they they charge you X amount of percentage if you're using a debit card. They charge you X amount of percentage if you're using a credit card. Uh, if you transfer into the bank and make it take a while, then it's free. The website is pretty clunky. I was trying. I I was thinking about buying some more, and I gave up halfway through. And also, if you ever want to take the money out there's fees so you can't like withdraw you have to pay four dollars to withdraw so if i wanted to get a hundred dollars worth of basic attention token i have to pay a fee going in a fee to send it to my wallet and now i've got like ninety dollars worth of basic attention i guess i just don't understand what is the why why are we even talking about this if it's so bad it's just because it's bad or no they they push the partnership like this is oh, their, it's like it's an official it's it's an exchange yeah. or is it just like a it's an site? exchange it's it's an exchange so if you go into the brave browser and it says buy brave buy basic attention token like there's a button for it it takes you to uphold.com oh okay so they've got this okay. really random shitty partnership for no reason that i like i guess the reason is they needed I mean, they probably own onboarding, it but like let's be I don't real think they, they probably do. own it in some fashion I mean, maybe they do. I, don't, I didn't look into that. So. Or maybe they're, one of their partners owns it. Who knows? I mean, um, that's we, there's no reason for us to speculate on that. But is, is there any reason you would choose Uphold over any of the normal places? No. I mean, ease. Okay. Then let's if pretend it doesn't exist. Yeah. It, it's the only place you could <laughs> literally just swipe your card and buy a base contention token. So Fair. That is. Well, you know, for the rest of us that have Bitcoin to trade for it, we'll worry about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. All right. So what competitors do you feel like noting in the competition section? Google, Facebook, uh, their, their competitors are the standard ad landscape that I don't know. I'm not familiar with any other cryptocurrencies that are trying to do it like this. I don't know. 
Like maybe uh, there's one called the Deep Onion token that is supposed to be integrated into the Tor browser in some fashion. I don't know, but the uh, also library is targeting like content producing. Steam would probably be a competitor, uh, but not as direct. So it's mostly Google, Facebook, and Vado if you're talking about the digital marketplace. Well, that pretty much covers most of this. The only thing that's going to leave us left is our personal future outlook. Brent, where if, do you stand on this? If the basic attention token continues its steps towards decentralization, because remember, they're already attached to the Ethereum network. So as far as the payments are concerned, they're they're decentralized. There's just the rest of it in the company. If they continue their ways towards that and they continue to integrate with the crypto community, I think we could be in a spot where we hit a tipping point, like I said earlier, where a lot of the big companies will have a war chest of basic attention token that they need to get access to by adopting basic attention token. So, but I could also see a future where basic attention token, or, or I'm sorry, Brave leverages that, or the company behind these leverages that and maybe imposes a fee or maybe uh, does some more gatekeeping. And that would be unfortunate and that would probably be, lead to the demise. So, but as a, like you said, tightening the screws, they might say, hey, CNN didn't adopt us two years ago. They, if they're going to adopt us now, now they have to give us 30% or something like that. Like, I could definitely see that happening. Here's the thing. On, on something like that, it, it's total speculation. We have no idea what two years is going to look like. We have no idea how they're going to handle this. It's more, as with a lot of crypto projects, I think this is more of a wait and see. Yep. Total. That was a total, like, crystal ball. No no basis, in fact, whatsoever, a uh, future outlook. As somebody that went into this knowing kind of minimal, um, you know, I, I did some research and I would, I would really say that this is kind of tackling things in a pretty unique way. And I always appreciate when the, the team has the experience that a team like this has because, you know, what we try to accomplish with this podcast is we're just three guys that are just trying our best to do these things. And we're learning a lot quicker how truly complex these networks, these, the software, you know, even putting your project on the Ethereum network creates a whole different set of, of things to study, things to look at, things to manage. I'm, I'm pretty excited what you've presented. They're doing a lot of things pretty well. And I think they're leaving the option open to to let the market decide how this kind of finishes up, in my opinion. I think they're going to let, you know, the three pieces of this triangle decide how much adoption this is going to gain. So this is pretty interesting. I'd like to see how this develops. So when you said the three pieces is triangle, were you looking at their logo? Uh, no. That well, is their in logo. The vision, Oh, in the vision, there's the the three pieces: the advertisers, the producers, and the people. Like, yeah, they that's they a triangle. they actually like did a good job of com- combining all that. So you said the triangle, their logo is a triangle, and each tri- piece of the triangle is a different color to represent those three different things. So I don't know, they oh, did cool. a good job on that. Ah. Sounds good. Anything else we want to cover this episode? Nah, I think we got it. All right, good work as always, Brent. My name was Mike. We were here with the Crypto Basic Podcast for Basic Attention Token One Hundred and One. Thanks again for tuning in. Hey, the members of the Crypto Basic Podcast, they are not financial advisors. Please do not take any of their advice, because not advice at all. Seriously, they are here to provide entertainment and to be idiots. 
All investments have inherent risk. Please do your own research.